an interview with Coach Matthias Jones. Following will be simulcast with WOFI Prince William, New Hampshire. Here is Hamilton Enterprise owner Tom McGill. I was able to sit down with Hamilton coach Matthias Jones for his basketball game against Matt Connor and his team. Coach Jones, thank you for meeting with me today. My pleasure, Tom. I think everyone knows your story, how you were recruited by Coco Stefani on behest of Hamilton Fletcher to be the coach of three sports here at the college. Well, that's true. Coco flew out to Indiana after my high school won the national championship. I was skeptical at first, but with a little encouragement, Hamilton Fletcher. <laughs> I was persuaded, yes, by Hamilton to fly back with Coco to New Hampshire to check out the job. Coaching college, well, I had to consider it. What was the defining moment that made up your mind? I think we both know the answer to that, and I can give you a clue. It happened at Fletcher Hill. Okay, back to Indiana. Your dad passed away, and you didn't know it was more than just passing away until Coco, owner of Club Max and Prince William, showed up in Indiana. Yeah, that's true. My dad was very close to my Aunt May and myself. I think I was off my game about certain clues when dad was found dead in his pickup. Your Aunt May is your father's sister. Correct. Her husband, as my mother, died when I was just a kid. Coco joined forces with me and we found out what Dad was up to and we tracked down his killers. So, you get back to Hamilton, into a colonial on the common. No, I stayed at a local inn till arrangements were made to move into the colonial. Well, here's where Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde come into play. You investigated the Prince William Slasher. How did that happen and what gave you the legal power to do that? Well, first of all, I'm not an investigator. I learned a lot from growing up in the middle of Dad's investigations, and the FBI were grateful not just that Dad's murder was solved, but that we thwarted the huge conspiracy around it. There are papers on file giving me some special status, but I'm not an investigator. I have my father's intuitive sense of the landscape. I call it my side road theory. Did they give Coco that same legal status? That did not happen. That's when you met the new security cop for the college, Bucky Driscoll. Oh, well, where do I start? At the beginning. Let's just say Bucky was wearing his Bermuda shorts. He was a little chunky and I remember him adjusting his glasses and blowing a brass whistle annoying everyone. He never got off on the right foot with Coco when he told Coco to move his butt. I'm not sure, but I think that's when Coco started calling him Rodent. You were right there when Dr. Povich from the college died in the observatory. So was Bucky. He locked us out of the roadway. Povich's death was complicated and involved my parish priest, Father Jim Gallagher. But I was trying to coach an away game in Maine and then there was a second murder. Any other investigations involving professors at the college? Four Woozy Williams, who I know in Indiana, was hired. Hamilton Fletcher brought in a hotshot from Florida. At the time that Professor Brad Davis, a real bad boy, was knee-deep with the Boston Mafia and the Fiore family. You're off and out of Hamilton on investigations in Prince William and Boston itself. Coco has friends in Boston. Friends? Yeah, friends. And Prince William is just over the Devonshire Hills. Fifteen minutes as long as Corky Corrigan isn't on patrol at the crest of the Devonshire is the notch. 
So I'm in Prince William quite a bit. St. Bart's is in Prince William. Parts of PW are rough. I once chased a murderer in the fog in the rafters of the Crosstown Bridge. Too bad Allah Wombat couldn't have broadcasted on WOFI. Wombat is a lunatic. On another note, you ended up in a very dangerous part of New York City. We were trying to find out what happened to Coco's brother Anthony. Thank God we had Uncle Dulio with us. What does he do? You know, I really don't know what he does. He's loyal as hell to Coco and me. It's always one question that's gnawed at me ever since I bought the Enterprise from Jerry St. Clair. <laughs> if I ever committed homicide, it would be on Jerry St. Clair. The man is a walking annoyance. No, 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 it's not Jerry, it's Lark Larson. Why did Hamilton Fletcher allow Lark to coach at the college year after year and have such an abysmal record? The town loves Lark, it's that simple. His girlfriend Flo Nightingale is an airhead, but they filled the stadium for Lark. I think when Hamilton was convinced by Coco he could make more money with a winning record, things changed. Coach, let me go off the record with a rundown of lists of names in rapid succession. I'd like your quick take on these locals and the others. Sure. Arnie Dewars. Reckless. Bucky Driscoll. Not too swift. George Strickland. Strong, steady, and steadfast. Well, that's good. Wendell Harris. Goof. Leo Crowley, your old team manager. Reliable. Poor Leo. Webster Howard and Clyde Hooper. Oh, Hooper. He thought he was a British agent, and so did everyone else. Webster was a nice guy. He didn't mention one of the pastors at First Parish, Bricker. No good? No good. Has the town of Hamilton always been a little strange? I mean, years ago? I didn't realize that until I investigated what I thought was a disappearance 25 years in the past. Froggy Finley was just as dense as he is today, and Arnie Dewars was born obnoxious. Lark was a little wilder in the past, and he did like the women. Your old boss, Jerry St. Clair, actually didn't get carried away with his newspaper reporting back then. Lark uh, had some notable players. <laughs> notable? Snooky McKenzie is the one that stands out. He makes a reappearance in town every now and then. And Brownie Plimpton, the most spastic man I ever met, he runs a beach shop on Shore Drive. Locke had a nickname for everyone on his team back then. Fortunately, I forgot all of them. Locke thought they were NFL caliber. I'm looking through my notes. Who is this guy Daniels who helped with an investigation? You got it wrong, Tommy. Daniels was a Sherlock Holmes buff who kept butting his head into the case of a hooker who was murdered two floors above Daniels' apartment. He liked Club Max. Coco's father originally put up the money for Club Max. I like Coco and I like his family. Father Gallagher keeps telling me I get into trouble by hanging out at Club Max. And he's right. Coco's like a brother to me. Bruno, he's the bartender. He's a good guy. And the girls. And the girls. Franny, if you're listening to this, you are my girl. Before I wrap things up, Herbert Lane hates your guts. Herbert cheats his way back into office every four years. Herbert gets upset because I figure things out before he does. And Mayor Picotta doesn't nail him on the cheating? <laughs> Why should he? He cheats worse than Herbert Lane. And they've got Don Pacheco pinned in politically. He does his job as police chief in Prince William and forgets about the cheating in Kip Bosco. 
Bosco is in vice. Yeah, this is the wolf watching the hen house. Winky can take care of Bosco and anyone Coco doesn't like. Gives them the treatment. That's as far as I'll go on that. Who's your favorite opposing coach? Matt Connor, St. Pat's. We fish together. He's a good friend. Those organized crime families, isn't that kind of scary crossing their paths? Albert Fiore always liked me. He called me Matt. Charlie DePiro and I are on very good terms. Last question. Did you anticipate Hamilton Fletcher had enemies enough to murder him? No doubt he did have enemies, Tom. Ham Fletcher was upset enough to leave town when he saw what Hamilton left him. I just didn't expect to see Hamilton murdered by someone I knew. Thank you, coach. Thanks, Tom. Have a good day.